Welcome to Better by Great Place to Work, the podcast that helps companies create a great workplace for all because it's better for people, better for business, and better for the world. I'm Christopher Tkachuk, the Chief Content Officer at Great Place to Work. Each week, we meet with great leaders who have helped their companies become better workplaces by focusing on their best asset, their people, who in turn help their organizations become more successful. Support for Better comes from DHL Express, the global market leader in international express delivery. Welcome to Better by Great Place to Work. We're coming to you from the 2020 Great Place to Work for All Summit. I'm joined today by Jim Cavanaugh, who is the CEO and co-founder of Worldwide Technology. Welcome, Jim. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Worldwide Technology is a technology solutions provider with more than $11.3 billion in annual revenue and more than 6,000 employees globally. It serves the technology needs of large public and private organizations around the globe, including many of the world's best-known brands. So when you meet someone for the first time and they say, so what do you do? And you're at a cocktail party or meeting someone. How do you explain the service, the technology services that you provide to your clients? Yeah, the, the, the explanation of Worldwide is not always easy and simple, but I'll try to give you the elevator pitch. At a high level, we help large organizations, uh, Fortune 500 companies, public sector companies, state and local government, federal government, large hyperscalers, uh, service providers like telecommunications companies, Web 2.0 companies. We help them build out their design and build out their IT infrastructure. And we also do the software development side of creating digital transformations for companies. So some of the specific examples in a retail space would be building mobile applications for customers uh, to, to better engage their fan experience uh, and the sporting side. Uh, the customer experience could be for a retail or a fast food company, uh, a patient experience that we may help them build out their wireless network, build out their cafes or their clinics, but also then build the mobile and web applications that connect their IT infrastructure to the actual customer, patient, or fan experience. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, So Worldwide Technology appears on Fortune's annual list of the 100 best companies to work for. This year uh, in 2020, it's number 96. Uh, and has been on in previous years as well. Worldwide Technology is also on the best workplaces for diversity that Great Place to Work compiles, as well as the best workplaces for women and for millennials, which for us are the big ones, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that have at least 100 or more companies on it. So congratulations for all those achievements. Thank you. The reason why Worldwide Technology has appeared on so many of these lists is that 90% of its employees have said that it's a great place to work when taking everything into consideration overall. Uh, and that's the statement from our Trust Index survey that we look at when looking at how to you know, actually rank companies against each other. So tell me, you know, you have met, been um, working to make your company culture great for a long time. How did you do it and when did you decide to focus on culture? You know, I think we've always been focused on culture. Being a co-founder of the business. Uh, This will be our 30-year anniversary this year uh, in July. But we didn't didn't formalize it and we didn't create any, I would say, programmatic structure to what we're doing from a cultural perspective. But I believe we always believe that people are really what make things work. And I always, I I was brought up son of a bricklayer and a blue-collar family. It was about... uh, 
you know, values and work ethic and teamwork. And I played soccer uh, and ended up playing professional soccer. So very involved with team sports and, and what it really takes to win as a team. So a lot of those things applied to building out worldwide. So I think understanding that values and work ethic and trust, as you mentioned, are foundational. So we always believed it, but we didn't always have what I would say is a structure in place as we started hiring more and more employees to, to make sure that that gets proliferated throughout the organization. So that was something that we recognized and then we started to put in place what we call as our IML, which is our integrated management and leadership curriculum. Is it a, um, a training program? Is that yes. how it functions? It's a training program and it's one that we custom built. The leadership team and I custom built that over the years. And it's something that we've iterated on, but we've also been very rigorous and disciplined about sticking to what we call our eight key business concepts and the values that we have as an organization. And I think one of the traps that organizations fall into around culture and values and leadership is they kind of fall into the book of the month club. Hmm. So as new books and new ideas come out, they just keep shifting and promoting these different leadership styles or leadership books. And they can be entertaining, but it can also be extremely confusing for an organization that's just starting to understand and learn, not only just understand and learn, but how to execute those leadership behaviors and concepts. And so we've been very disciplined about our integrated management leadership curriculum. And we think it's a huge part of our success and our early on focus of, of our mission, which our mission is to be a profitable growth company that's also a great place to work. Hmm. And we look at that as a three-legged stool. And we don't believe it. We, we believe all three legs of the stool mm -hmm. need to be working in synchronization. Right. And if one of them's not working, the model doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, the business imperative around culture is what we talk about all the time when we're you know, talking with some of our clients uh, and why they should get involved in you know, caring more about people and their, their people and, and caring about culture. But oftentimes I've heard again and again that from some members of an HR department or a CHRO, if they even have one, might have a hard time convincing their executives uh, at least to get the buy-in that they should be focusing more attention on, on employee engagement and, and culture. And so was there ever any kind of friction at Worldwide Technology, and how did you overcome that? I honestly don't. Since I guess since I'm the co-founder and yeah. CEO, it's something that I've always believed in. Okay. And so that was never anything that somebody had to convince me of. Mm -hmm. And it's something that my leadership team uh, that I work with very closely, they all believe in that. And, and we look for people that early on believed in treating your people the right way and treating them with respect and understanding your people are the most valuable resource that you have. And they also understood and we collectively agreed and figured out that we need to figure out a way to scale our culture out and to do it in a way that creates flexibility and creativity, but also creates enough guidance and I would say rigor to what our values are and what our 
leadership concepts are all about so that we could scale that again throughout the organization. So uh, it's something that I don't think that we had to convince ourselves. We, we believed it. I, I will caveat it and say that with the introduction and, and becoming engaged with great places to work, it has really helped reinforce to us the importance of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And that's really helpful because at times you, you may question, are you doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. And maybe are you f- focusing on people and to the degree that we have over the years, is it the right thing to do? And with everything that Great Place to Work and Michael Bush and what they're pushing and then with the introduction, which I think is brilliant, of the for all statement, I think it helps reinforce what we're trying to do uh, and what I think a lot of other companies are going to try also. Michael Bush came to visit you guys. I can't remember how long ago. A couple it was. weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, yeah. right? And he came back and he well, he called me and he said, I hear you're going to be interviewing Jim Cavanaugh. I said, yeah. He's like, what I saw was phenomenal. You wow. He, I mean, he's he's cheerleader for everybody, right? Yeah. So, But he, he I mean, he's not here to, to talk about what he saw, but tell me about what his visit was like and, and, uh, and what he may have seen that day. What I really enjoyed is uh, Michael came to our leadership conference uh, that we had. At the leadership conference, we had 1,300 of our managers and leaders. And today we, we have a little over 6,000 employees. And we had all of our managers and leaders at, at this event. And so the night before uh, Michael went on to keynote, mm-hmm. the second day of the event, we spent some time at dinner with uh, four or five of our executive leaders. And we talked about the event and we talked about what leadership was all about and what great place to work is all about and the, the focus. And I, I think the things that were, again, as, as they talked about validating and reinforcing uh, Michael's perspective on what he's seeing as he goes out and visits all kinds of different companies domestically and globally. And then after, so as he has that great insight and perspective, he was able to compare and contrast to the things that we were doing at the event. And so at the dinner that night, our focus overall, and he, he basically told us our focus was around how do we get better at building our culture and how do we get better at driving employee engagement and not only engaged employees, but inspired employees. And we never talked about the financial cost of doing this. Mm -hmm. And after we were going through that process, he was asking questions like, well, what percentage of your managers and leaders do you have here? And how long or how much time through the three days that you're here will you spend on leadership? And so the, the first answer was, all of our managers and leaders are here, which it's very expensive to do that. And he came back to that. He also went back and, and mentioned that because our CFO was in the dinner with us and we were talking and he mentioned to Tom, he goes, that doesn't really pencil out, does it? I mean, from a numbers perspective. Mm-hmm. And his point was, you have to believe in this and you have to really believe in it because if you're just looking at uh, the ledger and the cost of doing this event, you may not do it because you can't draw those those lines to exactly how this is going to be a return on that investment. So that was one piece is that was it you're putting a massive investment into all your leaders. And he also mentioned that we have first time leaders. We had people that were coming on as managers of the company that it was their first day at this event. 
He said a lot of organizations don't bring those people on. It could be three years after they've been with the company before they allow them to go to some of these events. So, so some of the validation of our commitment was great to hear from Michael that we are doing the right things. And I think his view was, wow, you guys are very serious about this. You, this is not to get your name just on the list. You believe that this is the right thing to do and the right thing to do for all of your managers and all your leaders in the company that then cascade and do the right thing for all your employees. Yeah, that's great. And that ties into the theme of our conferences here this year, which is for all leadership. So it sounds like you're sort of perfecting the model <laughs> yes. around what it takes to create a for all leader. How do you try to emulate that in your communication with your staff? How are you inspiring them to become the best leaders possible? So one, I, I think there's just a lot of things that we need to be thinking about. And w there's a number of things that we focus on. But one, I think, is just constant learning and pushing yourself to be the best you can be from a leadership perspective and, and always being socially and personally aware of what's going around, going on and how are you doing as a leader overall. So, so that's one, your, your personal development and then collectively our organizational development. How are we doing uh, as an organization and, and how are we developing as a culture? And how are we developing as leaders to most positively impact our organization? So those are a couple of things that we're. You work in an industry that's notoriously difficult for uh, diversity, but yet here you are at number 36 on the best workplaces for diversity in the United States. So that is a great credit to you and the folks that you've had on uh, improving and get, constantly getting better. How have you gotten to that, that spot on this list? Well, it's, it's definitely a very, very important initiative for us. We're proud of where we are today and being ranked on the list, but we also believe we have a long way to go. And we think we, we have a long way to go to, to actually even have a, a, a more diverse and I would say inclusive global organization. And, and we just believe it's one, it's the right thing to do. And two, we believe it makes you a better company culturally and it makes you a better company from a business perspective. So we're, we're, we're proud of uh, what we've accomplished today, but w we still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. So uh, thinking back on your career and your time now, you said 30 years, the anniversary of this year. Over the past 30 years, what stands out to you as being the one best day at work? Hmm. I, w I would look at it two different ways. What really creates, I would say, a level of inspiration to me that would I would look at as, as some of the best days that I have, have had and continue to have is when I, I get feedback, I get an email or I get a note from, from an employee or a leader that articulates what a group of individuals within the company or an individual within the company, what they have done to support another employee in need or a number, another employee and their family that is in need and that does it just because there's this level of caring, whether it's somebody that has uh, kids or parents that are having problems or they have uh, some type of mental or physical illness or are dealing with cancer and you see groups of people going out of their way to support each other 
and and just a very very I would say giving and caring way. Mm-hmm. When you see those types of things happening, I mean, it can really it creates a level of inspiration, goosebumps, and literally you can tear up thinking about some of the things. And when you see this happening, I don't know that you can have a much better day than that when you see that kind of activity happening in your organization. On the other hand, on the business side, you know, when we were recognized the first time by Great Place to Work, that was a very special day. And it's something that we built on over the years. So there's, there's just a number of things that go on. And, and I, I don't know that there's any one thing, but there's an, a number of, of, of great things. But I, I, I truly believe the personal connection and, and our employees doing things for each other and for people in a community mm-hmm. uh, and partners and customers that are just way outside of anything that would be the standard course of business. Mm-hmm. Th- those things are what what I would consider my best days and my most inspired days. You know, the technology industry is famous for being sort of like uh, having an identity of being a, a driver of innovation, right? Constantly changing, constantly improving. Uh, new products, new new technologies that are coming out all the time. One of the research reports that Great Place to Work uh, published a little over a year ago um, is called Innovation by All and how companies that do have these Great Place to Work for All cultures have seen an influx of or an increase in the uh, ways that they innovate, but the fact that they're encouraging and inspiring all of their employees to take part in the innovation process. So I want you to talk a little bit about how you're innovating at uh, Worldwide Technology and then you know, how you're inspiring every person. It doesn't matter what role they have um, at the top of the organization down to the bottom. How are you making sure they feel comfortable enough to share a new idea? Yeah, so many of these things are, are so interconnected and so foundational to the values and the culture of the organization that you create. So to be a, a high-performance organization, you mentioned earlier trust. Trust is just a foundational piece of any organization. You've got to get that piece right. If you get that piece right, you can, you can make decisions and deal with difficult situations faster, better, and more efficiently than any typical organization. If you also have a high level of trust in your organization, you will innovate faster. So when we look at it, because people have a level of comfort, there's a level of comfort, trust, and regards to inclusivity of all people's ideas across the board where people aren't afraid to provide an idea or go put themselves out on a limb in regards to a crazy idea or a real exciting idea. So that's where I think innovation is part of this cultural thing that you need to create that that uh, allows you know people to feel that way, and then you need to create uh, processes and that 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 accelerate that. So some of those things are you even look at like physical buildings that you may have, you know, they can't be these closed stove off you know areas, siloed areas. You need to create a more open, collaborative space. Uh, that brings people together, but you also have people that are working globally. So how do you use technology to bring people together and collaborate and platforms uh, to, to bring those ideas? But underneath all of that, you've got to have a culture of trust because you could have all those great spaces to work. You could have a collaborative social platform that allows you to bring ideas. But if people don't feel comfortable and if those people 
aren't engaged and inspired, they're not going to want to bring those ideas. So culture is so important to driving innovation in an organization. That's great. Well, Jim, congratulations again on all the placement and all these wonderful lists. And I want to thank you for taking time to chat today. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for all that you guys do. Thank you. You've been listening to Better by Great Place to Work. The producers are Lizelle Festejo and Katie Van Geffen. Audio and video production is by Resonate Recordings. Better is generously sponsored by DHL Express, the global market leader in international express delivery. Tell us about your great workplace experience by finding us on social media. We can be reached on Facebook and LinkedIn at Great Place to Work and on Twitter and Instagram at GPTW underscore US. Also tell your friends about Better, which can be found wherever you download your favorite podcasts.